Hello and welcome to Live, Laugh, Love, Real Estate, Conversations with Lisa Loveland and Costa Hansis. We hope you enjoyed our last episode where we had mayoral candidate John Santiago on. And this episode, you get me and Costa. There you go. We're here. We're, we're back. We're back. We're back. It's a beautiful sunny day. Um, obviously, the city is back in full swing because both of us had a heck of a time trying to find parking. Uh, walking down Newbury Street, everybody's out to lunch. Um, there's a wonderful, wonderful city vibe out there. For sure. Um, so uh, I think we're, we're kind of getting back on course. So today we wanted to just talk about uh, what we've seen in the last few weeks in the market. Um, it's, it's pretty interesting to see how quickly things change in a real estate, in the real estate markets uh, amongst the city. Um, we're going to talk about rentals. We're going to talk about uh, buyers. And we're going to be talking about what we think is going to be coming in the third and fourth quarter. Um, so Sounds Costa, like a plan to me. The, all right, let's let's <laughs> like start that. with um, let's start with rentals because three or so months ago, um, you name it, you you could do it. I mean, the, there was enough property; no one was making any moves, and now all of a sudden, as Costa will tell you, there's multiple offers in on rentals as well. So, take it from here. I could talk about this all day, but. I think the interesting part too is since I started doing leasing in the seaport, especially seeing the prices when I started, that was back in 2020 um, and pre-COVID, prices were still high in the seaport. Things were going, there were specials kind of, but there wasn't really, there was like maybe a month free or just depending on what unit, for example, you went for, if you went to like an upper class two bedroom or three bedroom, maybe they would throw in a month or offer something. And then as soon as COVID hit, the price is there because I always just like to stay in terms of the market, see what happens. You saw buildings all around the city too, not just the seaport. I'm just talking about that because I've had experience directly working for there, but all around the city, you saw two months free. It started out with, and then it slowly crept up to three months free, three and a half months free. And I was like, what is going on? But the thing is the buildings just needed to do their best to get people in the door. But at the same time, it was who wants to come to the city at that point, everything shut down. And I think the biggest thing is there was no clarity. It was like moving the city. I'm working from home right now. I don't need to be in the city. It was just chaos there. And then now, as I see, because I get the notifications that come up to um, about apartments that I've looked at in the past too, the seaport prices are like higher than I started working in the seaport way back before 2020. It's like no availability. It's like two, $3,000 more. I saw like a two bedroom uh, that uh, in the, the different building that I worked at, it was like, I think it was like seven thousand, eight thousand dollars And I was like, when I was there, it was like four, $5,000. Now it's some $2,000. So Prices are, are high. There's realistically no deals. There's just too much demand. In terms of the biggest market that I have been dealing with lately is Southie, South Boston. Mm -hmm. And there's, it's, it ranges from one bedrooms, two bedrooms, three bedrooms. Not any four bedrooms I've been really dealing with right now, but there are 16 offers on a two bedroom. That's, that's 20. just mind blowing to me. It's it's crazy too, because it, it started out as soon as there was clarity, I think it was May 29th, stuff opened back up. And they were like, everything's opening back up. And then there's clarity. The city, you can go enjoy the city now. All of a sudden, just like that, there was, everybody wanted to get an apartment again. And I, we talked about this. The main thing was, it was that pent up demand. Because a lot of people, especially that are younger, went home, maybe wherever home is, left the city. And now that there's clarity, they want to be back in the city, enjoying the city lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So that's one big thing too. And then the good point you brought about was, um, you talked about was there's buyers who, Due to the low inventory and the high prices, especially first-time buyers, can't afford to buy a home. So they're either forced to continue renting where they are right now 
or find a new place to rent too. So it's just like this catalyst of a bunch of different things combining into one. And now that the Southie really real estate market in terms of rental is, is like the housing market. And it's just, yeah. it's tough to get offers accepted. Yeah. And what have you been doing to get them accepted? Cause you've got, you've had a great few weeks. Right. Which is, it's good to see. I was before the, the last couple of weeks now, I think probably last month now, um, or a month ago, I was just hitting a, a dry spot in terms of just like mental fatigue in terms of different things, personal and business related, just different things like that. And we had many conversations and it, it's tough to um, always see the end goal no matter what. It's tough to, it's easy to put a lot of pressure on yourself, especially mm-hmm. as a real estate agent or any entrepreneur, because at the end of the day, your success is up to you. There's nobody you can complain. You can't complain to the boss and be like, oh, they did this or they didn't do that. Or, um, oh, it's because of this hour. Is it because of that? You really can. It's You have to blame. There's a lot of pressure. That's why entrepreneur is it's being an entrepreneur, even though I don't always like saying being an entrepreneur, but really what an entrepreneur just means is anybody that owns their own business or like has mm-hmm. their own business of some sorts too. So anybody that's in there understands that it's a constant battle because every one day could be good. The next day might fall apart. You could have a deal that you've been working your ass off for a while. Then all of a sudden, oh, this, this plan changed. It's nothing personal at the end of the day but it's just, it changes and then something you've been waiting on for doesn't happen and it causes fatigue at some points too. But um, in terms, I was just gonna say in terms of the, uh, go back, I, I circled a little off course there in terms of the past weeks, but in terms of uh, real estate, in terms of rentals and getting offers accepted, I did something on my story. I posted some some tips along there and I like to post various tips there to renters. You know, a lot of the, my audience on Instagram is, is especially kids that are around my age and younger, and most of them are, are renting. So I like to put rental tips there. Same thing with sales because people that are renting right now are going to buy a house at some point too. So Absolutely. they still need to be knowledgeable Builds on that. Your network. And it's just, um, I think the main thing what I put on my story too, and I talked about was there's not really, and the same thing goes for buying. I'll let you talk more about buying in terms of, cause I think we did in the last thing about tips and tricks, but at the end of the day, it really comes down to who is offering the most amount of money, which is crazy because there's multiple bidding and rentals now. Things are going, there could be a rental for $2,500 and it goes for $3,000. And you can wonder, oh, well, why didn't my offer stand out? But the reason why probably you didn't get accepted, it was that somebody probably offered higher in terms of a monetary amount or someone was just more qualified. It really just comes down to those two things, unless there's mm-hmm. just something different. Somebody knows somebody, which is a big thing too. Uh, a recent deal is just because, uh, and this is not necessarily why this happened, but it's important if you're a renter, if you're not, if you're using a real estate agent, if you're not using a real estate agent, relationships are important. So you don't want to just go into a rental and just don't talk to the agent there, don't talk to anybody, see it, then submit an application. They don't know who you are. You want to do your best to at least talk to the person, say, hey, what's the situation here? I would introduce myself, this, I'm the agent, these are the clients, and, and have a conversation so that person right. then knows about you and you're not just another applicant. That might might help if those, those different things like that do help, whether that's in real estate or anything, you introduce yourself, you form a personal connection, those things will help stand out. But in terms of just textbook stuff, have all your paperwork ready to go. Don't be asking the agent if it's like, oh, what else do we need? The reason why having a real estate agent helps is they do all the work. Like for example, the clients come to me, I'm just like, hey guys, we like this rental. What I tell a lot of people to do before is send me everything, send me your your proof uh, of income, your IDs, everything like that, so I can have everything ready to go. And then when it's time to go, just fill in the address on the application signed and we're sent everything over right away. So we're right in the door and it helps to have an agent too as well because it just helps you stand out amongst the rest and cut through some noise. So those are some 
a few different tips right there. There are That's different things tip. too, but um, it's not, there's no magic no. trick to it. Everybody <laughs> wants to see, well, how do I get offers accepted or anything? Or how do I, how do I lose weight and take this magic? It doesn't work like that. It's the, the simple things again. There are no magic money. pills, unfortunately. I wish there were, I don't, you know what I don't even wish there was too. I think we've talked about this on another episode about, or just off camera too, about achieving goals and success. Like if you don't put in any work towards it, I think 75 hard we were talking about off camera. If you don't work hard to something and it just comes out of nowhere, it, there's no really reward process in your brain. Mm -hmm. It's not the same thing. And your brain doesn't really treat that the same way as if you were, for example, were running a marathon and, or something like that where you actually physically worked hard every single day to reach that fitness goal versus you took a magic pill and you just got there. It's not the same. So. Right. You're training your mindset too. You have to have a lot of patience and perseverance in this business and, and going through these hard knocks, it, it, there's no other way to get to the other side and have continued success other than to go through this stuff. Um, so kudos. Cause it's been, a, I know it's been, a, it's, <laughs> I love hearing the stories. I'm just so glad they're not mine right now. I'll have them in a few weeks. Yeah, no, I unfortunately right now I've got a good, I would say good batch of cookies right now. It's, it's, it's going smoothly. Um, now with your clients, are you finding that, um, these renters are, just changing the apartments that they want to live in or are they have they been living at home and now they're getting into the rental market it's a mix of both i would say a lot of the times a lot of the things what happens is say someone's living in a, in a four bedroom all of a sudden a roommate moves wants to move in with a partner or somebody else gets a different job now they're forced mm -hmm. to get a three bedroom or same thing just depending on the amount of people and now they force to get a two bedroom for example if they were living somewhere else so a lot of the times it is somebody that's already living in south boston for example or just around those areas that are already accustomed to that. They just need a different size, but still there's a lot of the times there's at least one person in the mix that is living at home. that just decides to want to move in with friends and experience that city lifestyle. Again, South, I talk about Southie just because that's really the hot spot for people in their young professionals in, in their twenties up school yep. and that age group. That's a hot spot in terms of the scene there in terms of nightlife and just what there is to do around there. It's a, it's a hot spot. Mm hmm no, absolutely. Um, so there's a re rental market is hot. The sales market in the suburbs is still super, super, super competitive and busy. Um, the city, from what we're experiencing, I don't know if everyone else is experiencing this, but it's still a little, it's dragging a little bit. Um, you see the bustle in the neighborhoods and the restaurants. So I think that's a very good sign that it's coming back. Um, with all everybody, most people getting vaccinated, uh, I, I think we're, we're starting to turn that corner and this is not a sales pitch, but it's, and it's not a fact cause we don't know it to be absolutely true. Um, but it's maybe a tip. If you are looking to buy in the city, now is a great time because it is a little, it is a little soft and the prices are still high. It's all relative, but sellers may be a little bit more open, um, to a softening in a price or a creative uh, situation, creative deal. So if you are looking to buy in the city, you know, this summer is probably a really good opportunity, um, to get in and take a look and see, see what's out there. Definitely agree with that. I mean, everybody wants the time we talked before too, about everybody wants the time selling, right? When do I buy? When do I sell? When I get a good deal. It's like now, especially I couldn't agree more in terms of down, especially in terms of the city or even before like the times mm -hmm. during COVID, the city was even more quiet. That would have been a great time to get in it's different case by case basis. I think you talked about before too. Uh, if you need to buy, you need to buy. If you need to sell, you need to sell. But I think the big question is for people that want to sell, what would be a, 
some sort of clarity. What, what would you get? A tip would you give to somebody that's like, I kind of want to sell my house right now. Say they're living in the suburbs or somewhere. Say they want to sell their house right now, and but they don't know if, if this is now the right time. Am I time in the market right? What would you say to someone like that? I mean, it would all depend on. Uh, I, I would need to know a little bit more about what their what their the ultimate goal that they were trying to achieve. Um, but my answer is, any time is the right time. If, if you need to sell. Now, one of the big holdbacks right now for sellers is that where are they going to go? And that's an absolutely legitimate concern. And what we would tell them up until about a few months ago is, well, just rent. Rent, bank your money, take your time, look around. You know, you've got cash in hand, you know exactly what you can budget, and you can put together a strong, clean deal. Um, right now, that's, it's also hard to get a rental. But my, my, the answer to that would be, it's a great time to sell because we don't have inventory. And um, if we can't find you a place and we can have rental as a backup, we can always find a rental. It might not just be in one of these hot neighborhoods, but it, it's only temporary. Renting is only temporary. It, it's always amazed me how sometimes renters get more um, concerned with having everything be perfect than some buyers do. <laughs> and you have to remember oh, yeah. that even if you were building your house from ground up, chances are, it's not going to be perfect. So looking for perfection is, is not what we should be our, our goal when we're looking for a, any kind of, of housing. We want to check all the critical boxes, the things that we absolutely can't live without, and then we have to have a little bit of flexibility um, and open-mindedness when we go out and start looking around, and then you'll secure a place, and then you make it your home. Um, so I think that's that would be my advice. I think... Um, so that's for sellers, for buyers, and we talked about this a couple episodes ago, I believe. One of the strategies that we're doing is looking at things that have been on the market for longer. Um, don't and, and it's so funny, everyone, and it's and it's fine to ask this question. Of of course, why wouldn't you? Why has it been on so long? And I always laugh because, right? I mean, it's, it's, that's relative. Something as wrong well. with it, isn't it? <laughs> been on the market for a while. What do you mean? Like, is there, it's true but, though. But you you want to go in on those things because again, sellers are wondering where's my offer. Um, there may be some some flexibility in it. And if, at the last few weeks, we've had some pretty good buyer wins because we've gone uh, into opportunities that have been on for a little bit, and we've also gone into markets that are city markets just outside of the city. So like uh, uh, Dorchester, right on the Milton line, we've been able to get some good deals um, and not as competitive. The things we've been in have not been competitive. So once you start to kind of open up that search and have your real estate agent take you through your strategy, hopefully that's part of it and you're open to it, um, there are deals to be won at reasonable prices without a ton of competition. 100% agree with that. I think the big thing to you were talking about before, there's so many similarities between renting and buying too, just in terms of not really the process, but in terms of what you're looking for. I find a lot of the times, and we talk about it, it's, renters get almost attached, too attached to the property. And then it's not that we don't want somebody to find the perfect property. Sure, in the most idealistic world, you could find the perfect home that had nothing wrong with it and nothing ever went wrong with it. And you could find... The and then we're going to buy it first. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll buy it before you even know about it. But um, And rental, same thing too. Of course, we find the perfect rental for the perfect price and the best location. But that just doesn't happen. 
And it's not, there's case by case. It happens sometimes, I I guess, for whatever it can. There's always outliers. But a thing, too, what happens is in our own heads, I think we think if we tell a client, hey, like, you're not going to find everything you're going to want. That's just the truth. For me personally, in my head, sometimes I'm like, is that actually going to happen? Like, what if, what if there is something like that? But countless times over and over again, you find out that there isn't the perfect thing, no matter what. And if you don't tell your client, Hey, we had this conversation yesterday. If you don't say, Hey, like there are going to be some things that there's not going to be the perfect apartment. You're not going to find maybe something's missing there. So, and especially in this market, you don't have time to be like, Oh, this one doesn't have all I want. So we're just going to keep searching. If you keep do that, you're not going to ever find something and you're going to get overpaid for something because everybody likes to be late to the party. So you think competition's bad right now in terms of renting specifically, wait till everybody else is late to the party and wants to get into wherever they want. It's going to be even worse. And maybe it won't be. There's no way of predicting. We don't have magic crystal balls here, but in terms of just common sense, you would think that, all right, if you can get in now, Okay, maybe it doesn't have this or it's a little smaller than what I like, but it has the majority of the key features you want. You're going to have to pay over above uh, above it anyways. You might as well go for it. Right, and it goes back to how does it feel? So if it yeah. doesn't have all the features and benefits you want, kind of put that out of your mind. Walk into that apartment or home for sale and see how you feel. Right. Because that's your day-to-day you'll forget about some of the other little amenities as you're living in it, but you won't forget about how it feels. How's the light? What's the layout? Um, is the bedroom big enough? Are there, is there enough closet space? Is it, is it in the location within walking distance to the things that, that you want to be doing or that you're, you're act, active in? All those things are huge considerations. So once you get something that's in your price point, um, go in and see how you feel when you're in the space and then put together your, your offer strategy on a rental or a sale. Definitely. For me, and I was going to give this example, a friend was asking me, but for me personally, like whenever there's a a scenario, it's like, all right, we need to check out. There's three different or four different options. All right. So we have to go check out each one of them. And then after it, whether it's like planning for event, you had to check out three or four event planners before you pick one, whatever it is for me personally, as soon as I, I find that the first person has everything I'm looking for and it feels right. And a good connection right there. I usually don't like to see the rest of the other people, no matter what it is. Like if I'm buying a car or a pair of shoes or anything like that, I'm like, I'm done. This has everything I want. It's just natural like that. I was like, why do I need to go see something else if I've already have everything? Okay, maybe if I waited and I check out all three of them or four of them and then analyze it, time goes by, you kind of just wasted time. And then there's something about the momentum of just energy and I don't know, but whether it's like, I just like to, when I want something, I want something. That's a big mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm bad with <laughs> They're all too. different personality types. I happen to be that personality type as well. It's just. Some people are so much more analytical. Yeah. And it's just, that's yeah. not going to, it's certain industries and certain things that can work for, especially if it's like a, a big business, you know, where you have to really make sure that everything's exact and the paperwork and different things like that. But if it's a decision based on like a house, it's, it's an emotional decision. Yes. That's you, right. You don't want to be like, all right, I love this house, but it's not practical whatsoever it's like has 10 bedrooms and there's two people and i just want it just because i want it hey if you, if you do that's fine like we'll get you the house but in general too just like you have to have the feeling for it if it feels right and it makes sense go for it but the issue i think too is if you're dealing with people that are especially renters or even there's multiple people involved three you have three four different opinions yeah so you don't really know they might tell you something but there might be an under, underlying issue that's really a different thing. They just don't want to tell you because people don't like to tell you the truth a lot of the times too. So 
that's a big problem that you find. How do you, how can you get each each person involved on the same page? That's a, that's a tough, tough one. It's a tough one, and you just have to do the best you can, uh, because again, when you have multiple people in a transaction like that with multiple different communication styles, and uh, and comfortableness if that's the right word with being able to express what their needs are, um, it can be it can be a challenge to make sure that um, you're understanding what everyone's looking to get accomplished. I think the, especially as the agent, we're just like therapists at the same time too. And just our job isn't to tell you necessarily what to do and what you have to do. It's to guide you along the process and show you what that could look like. Mm -hmm. And then when a decision has to be made, if you feel as though the client isn't making the right decision, then it's our job to at least be like, Hey, I don't really think that this is the best option. Like this has everything you want. This is a good option. I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't tell you that at least portraying that, whatever it is right. to give them that you're not be like, Oh, you have to do this because like I want to make money right away or I, I want the deal to be closed to be done. It's really not coming. I mean, some people could think that some whatever profession it is, but for us personally talking like that, it's more of, Hey, we want, you truly to make the right decision because maybe if you don't go with this, we know how difficult it is to get something else accepted. Right. And it's also the, the pushback isn't pushback from our own self-interest. The pushback is actually pushback from what you, what our clients have previously told us that they wanted. And, and we're pushing back on, on, on that because so many times people will get so far into the process and they get cold feet Yeah, and they forget what they had said initially. And they do need that little bit of, you know, let's slow this down a minute. And, and think about what you're saying because it's not what you were saying earlier and this is still you know a, a, a concern for you um, because and you've seen a lot of it this week too where you, you actually got their offers accepted and then they got nervous yeah um, and 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 that so you're we're, we're helping with the emotions in the beginning of the process the middle and the end right it's tough to distinguish whether or not it's there's actually an issue that they can't do it or there's like something else that's like, all right, this, this person can't actually move forward because they do truly have cold feet and something changed either financially or a situation changed versus it's, oh, I don't know if I, if it's the right, and you have to do your best, especially it's tough in, in virtual via text. That's why I hate texting a lot of the time. It's like every time this situation comes up, you always say, hop on a call and then do that. <laughs> and I'm the same way, but it's just like, especially with people, younger everybody likes to text or it's tough to get everybody in a call but it is so much better no matter what it's dealing with it's not yeah. the same um i love all different modes of communication texting is so fantastic for just the quick stuff but in the in the and the conversations where tone matters and listening in order to be able to figure something out and ask another more detailed question to get further into what the real concern is super hard to do that in email or in or in text phone is always good but a lot of people don't like to pick up the phone they don't have the time to have those conversations but um it makes uh it makes every every um you know situation and transaction and deal interesting and different definitely to, to figure out what really makes people tick and i think for buyer sellers or renters out there one of the things we can absolutely say regardless if it's whether you're doing business with us or any other agent and we've said this before, but it, it bears repeating. You really need to feel comfortable with your agent so that you can openly and honestly communicate with them. Because if you don't, we can't negotiate to the best of our ability on your behalf. And, and that's just the plain truth. 
and if you're if you're hesitant to give someone you know all of that personal and financial information it's absolutely understandable we all like to hold things close to our vests. it's just how we are as humans um but open it up a little bit because it's going to better serve you if we know it, we can't make you we're not going to open up your checkbook and and write the check and, and force you to do something it's always your decision we can just do a much better job in representing and negotiating for you if we know what the real deal is and what your true bottom lines are 100 percent. it's awkward too and you're going to negotiation not knowing whether your clients on board with what you're saying too it's like they expressed interest in it too but sometimes you go through this process of negotiating on the back end which they don't see a lot of the times too mm-hmm. then it's like then at the end oh i don't want to do it it's like all right well it just happens there's nothing th- that we can really do about that it's part of the job but you're going right. to do a lot of things that don't work out at the end of the day and it's not necessarily personal but if you did have a better understanding of where they were coming from then maybe you could have proposed the deal a little bit differently or set mm-hmm. it up that it would end in a different situation but every situation is different and every person's different they all kind of jump into the same kind of categories different things overlap right um, you just have to make sure you have the the foundation the pillars down before you go your head goes all over the place and you kind of lose right. your mind it can happen yeah it can, it, can. <laughs> it does oh yeah it does but yeah yeah we control our own we control clients emotions and we control our own we emotions. have to control our own emotions too it, 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 it's goes both ways it always does you be a lot of people not necessarily that real estate agents or people sales people in general are, are fake too but a lot of the times you do have to suck up your emotions too at the same time it's like obviously I, I would like things to go perfectly and obviously behind we might be like oh shit like this should have worked out or be angry but then you just calm yourself down you're just like all right the, you see the bigger picture in the deal we got to do a better job at doing this and, and really get this closed. But of course we go through the same emotions too. It's like, it, right. it is it struggles at the same time too, but nothing's not a struggle. So I think the more you can share that with people and be like, Hey, like I've, I've had struggles too in the same time too. Then Absolutely. it's relatability. Right. And, um, and, and emotions run high in these things because of so many different reasons, uh, big moves and changes, big expenditures, um, you know, not, not, knowing you know unless you've done repeat deals with your agent you don't you know you don't know them that well you haven't had the time um so it's um you know we control our emotions and we want to help but bottom line is it's not our process so we want to help you through the process and whichever way that goes so you tell us what you need and we're going to get we're going to get you there couldn't have said any better i think that's really i don't know if there's any other tips i can really give in terms of rentals i think i wanted to good detail there I, i'm curious to see and excited to see where the market continues in terms of the demand is it going to get even more crazier i would say it probably will be just because more and more people will be like all right i do want to move here now and really know their situation so i think it will be demand will be higher and if you're a renter out here listening to this and you get a deal what, whatever it is and you're you're in the door just realize that it's hard to do that. And if it didn't happen for a reason, a lot of the times too, it's because your offer stood out and different things like that. And that not necessarily just because you were like, Oh, like this didn't have all we want. And there could be a better one. If you go down that rabbit hole, it probably will not end good just because you got, you felt comfortable and you feel confident. Oh, I got accepted into this one. I can get accepted into something that I have all the features. It's not going to happen. And sometimes that's just being in your, being young. (laughs) Yeah. 
It's true. So if you find something that you like, grab the seat. You don't want to not have a seat when the music stops. That you do not. And if you're looking to buy, sell, or rent in the city, you know where to find us. Love Absolutely. Land Group. And um, until next time, thanks for joining us.